0: Are we ready to start? I'm burning a scented candle. I have a glass of white wine. Excellent. (laughs) You're listening to Love Ya, your guided tour through the wide and wonderful world of streaming teen cinema and rom-coms. I am your host, co-host, Martha Sullivan, a library services manager and YA lit uh, enthusiast and I am joined as always with my co-host
1: I'm Marin Higman adult services librarian and rom-com enthusiast uh,
0: and we are here today to talk about the 2012 is this an Amazon Prime original or is that just who is distributing it right now
1: I, I think that's just who's distributing it right now okay
0: the 2012 film which we viewed on Amazon Prime the first time Uh, The first time was written and directed by Jonathan Kasdan, who is not Lawrence Kasdan, but is his son, just in case anyone else got confused about that like (laughs) I did. Uh, It stars Dylan O'Brien as Dave Hodgman, Britt Robertson as Aubrey Miller, who we all might recognize as Tulsa from The Space Between Us. Victoria Justice as Jane Harmon, who we might all recognize as our (laughs) lead character from Afterlife of the Party, whose name I could not tell you if you paid me. Um, James Freshville as Ronnie. Craig Roberts as Simon Daldry. Joshua Molina as Aubrey's dad. Christine Taylor as Aubrey's mom. LaMarcus Tinker as a character who is never named in the film, but is credited as Big Corporation, which is wild. Yes. Uh, and then a variety of other hot teens uh, playing other hot teens. <laughs>
1: Marin, would you like to walk us through a synopsis of this movie? Yeah, absolutely. So this movie is about Aubrey and Dave who meet out side a party in an alley. Um, And while uh, the party gets broken up, um, Aubrey invites Dave over to continue their conversation and get away from the cops. Um, They end up bonding and spilling wine um, on a red wine on a white carpet. As an adult, that stressed me out. Heart (laughs) palpitations. Yeah, Yeah. right. Um, And from there, the rest of the movie kind of follows this weekend of, um, you know, Aubrey at that time is dating an older dude, Ronnie, which we will get into. Yes, um, we will. Dave has a crush on his friend. Sorry, Victoria Justice. I could also not remember your character's name in this if you paid me. It's Jane, um,
0: which I only remember because it is so simple.
1: <laughs> there you go. Jane. <laughs> Uh, Dave has a crush on Jane, but as these two connect, their um, crushes on other people uh, kind of turn to becoming crushes on each other. Um, And so, yeah, the rest of the story is kind of Aubrey and Dave connecting and missing each other. Um, They end up seeing a movie together. They end up getting... going to another party together in a bigger group. Um, eventually things kind of come to a head. Um, the terrible dude that Aubrey is seeing notices that she and Dave really have a thing. Um, and, um, you know, they she is finally able to uh, break up with him. Um, and... Yeah, this all kind of culminates where Dave comes over, he and Aubrey both lose their virginity to each other, it goes terribly, Um, and the last portion of the movie is um, them kind of getting up the courage to communicate to each other that while their initial foray into sex went terribly, that does not mean they can't try again. Um, and, uh, it ends with them making out in the school parking lot. Um, I don't know, I feel like you're, I feel like I'm going for, like, the broad strokes here because, like, the actual plot of this movie is, like, very granular and that nothing actually big happens. Oh, I'm also completely forgetting all about Dave's two best friends who, you know, at various points try to give him advice. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, those are the big broad strokes, but I was going to say that I would have said this
0: movie is made up only out of broad strokes, so that feels accurate to me.
1: Okay. Yeah, cuz I guess um, I would yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: it's it, the the plot is broad strokes because at the end of the day what matters is these these children's feelings which is fine like i guess i don't say that to be dismissive or reductive Um, but the the general plot is basically two teens want very badly to have sex it is disappointing because it's the first time they have sex how do they move past that
1: right which is interesting because that's only like Like, the first, like, three quarters of the movie is, like, we are these teens bonding who have not had sex, and we talk a lot about having sex, and then end up deciding to have sex with each other, and, like, then at the very end, there's this little, like, ooh, it didn't go well. Like, I, based on the marketing for this movie, I thought they were going to have sex about, like, halfway through, Mm -hmm. um, and we were going to have much, there was much more build-up than Fallout, um, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah, cuz I mean, kind of at
0: the end of the day this movie is about the decision. Like it is about kind of what these these teens are thinking about like what what sex means to them kind of individually and then also what it ends up meaning to them together. Like one of the through lines is um that Dave, you know, has all of these very like romantic, kind of very broad romantic feelings for Jane that is kind of built on like cliches and stereotypes and the sort of the idea of being romantic rather than the actual um, nuts and bolts of being in love and Aubrey has a very clinical view of sex like she she thinks of it like she thinks of her first time as being like this thing to get over so that she can start practicing to have good sex. So like her, her thought is that like kind of at the, at the end of the day, if she's doing, if she's sleeping with somebody who is safe and clean and that she doesn't really feel that strongly about that, that's okay because eventually it will mean something with somebody. And Dave has a much more like, well, the first time should mean something because it's the first time. So it's the two of them sort of meeting in the middle Between both of those perspectives. Um, Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I, I wish. That the movie. Was maybe a little. More. Objective. About those two viewpoints. Because I think both of those have merit. Particularly for teenagers. And I do feel like. Ultimately the movie comes down. More on the side of Dave. Than it does on. For Aubrey and I I happen to feel like the first time you have sex well at any time you have sex like there's no the only bad reason to have sex is because you don't want to <laughs> is kind of where I fall on it um so I I do think that ultimately the movie is a little bit more on the romance side of things but also for a movie geared at teens I don't know that that's
1: entirely bad yeah, and I think that it ultimately, I think this movie sides on I mean, ultimately, I think this movie sides on having um, good relationships and good communication. Um, true. true. I So, I think That it, um, I, I I think what it's getting at is that, um, you know, even if it kind of leans more on, like, espousing the view that, like, sex with someone you care about is better than not. Or, you know, better than someone you don't care about, which, you know, I, like you said, the, I, I think it would be great for teens to hear the message more of just like, hey, as long as you're being safe and every, you're doing what you want to do, like, go for it. Godspeed. Um, Godspeed. But I, I think it, I think it is wrapped up enough in like caring and communication are important in those relationships that, like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and like I said, I I ultimately don't
0: think that, um, you know, ham like I don't think the I don't think the idea of emphasizing the fact that even if you're just doing it f- for fun, that sex is a big deal. I don't think that
1: that is a terrible thing to be telling teenagers. Right, and that it's not a decision to make lightly. Right. I like, think, yeah.
0: I, I agree with Aubrey, Like I don't think that I like virginity is a construct. Like th- at the end of the day, like the first time you have sex is no more special than any other time, except that it's the first time that you're doing it. And being a virgin is not a like sacred space. These are myths that have been constructed because we live in a patriarchal society. Um. So I, I did kind of, I did appreciate that the movie is willing to like discuss that idea and that it doesn't shame Aubrey for wanting to have sex.
1: Right. Right. And that, in fact, I, I particularly enjoyed how it portrayed her parents and not just because I have such a soft spot in my heart for Josh Molina, Um <laughs> I actually yes. I thought her parents were a little underused just because of the talent that they got. Right. Like we could have used a few more scenes with them. Um
0: I I almost I almost wanted a more explicit conversation with her parents about sex like we we don't really she has at, at so after they have sex it's bad because they're 17 and it's the first time they've had sex like that is a fully um predictable outcome <laughs> um, but neither of them neither of them handles it well and part of it is because I think Dave is thinking that it should have been like because of his view of the romance of it all, I think he had it in his head that like sex with the right person will be great. And then it wasn't because again, teens first time. Um, So they both say, they both say things that are unkind and they fight and, you know, he leaves and then she has a, a conversation the next day or at some point after that, where she's like, I met a really nice boy and then I chased him away. And
1: I wanted that to be a more full conversation with her parents than it was. I was okay with her. I I don't know. I feel like she gets to have some privacy with her parents and like I don't know. I, I could just feel so hard that that would be like, I mean, yes, it would be great for a teen to be able to open up, but I I think it was great that they were showing her like, even if she was not telling them like all the details of the what physically happened she she's telling them all the emotional details sure uh, and
0: I, I and i think at the end of the day i'm not criticizing what i'm not criticizing what we got i wish that we had gotten more yeah
1: i don't know i would have been deeply uncomfortable i think if i don't, I don't know. know
0: i i don't think there's anything wrong showing teen Parents having like frank and open conversations about sex with their kids. Like, in fact, I think that in a movie aimed at teenagers, it would have been kind of nice to have that because it would have emphasized the fact that ultimately, sex is not something that we have to be embarrassed about talking about. And clearly, her parents were pretty chill. Like, not like clearly, her parents. Her parents reminded me very much of Emma Stone's parents in Easy A. Like, oh yeah. And I I want there to be room for that in movies aimed at teenagers. Like, let us not make this a kind of cloak and dagger thing. Like, let us be let us be open and honest about what's happening so that we can be safe about what's happening.
1: True. I mean, I just think on the other hand that like. I. I don't know. I just also think that. I think she told them what she needed to tell them. And that, like, I don't know. I feel like those scenes are important, yes. I just personally, and this is just my bias, I, when I see scenes like that, I'm always like, ooh, okay. Like, I don't know. I think it's just my reflexive, like, because my natural inclination is, like, privacy in those matters it just for me like is uncomfortable which i know is is about me um but uh yeah i don't know i i yeah i mean i, I think you have a good point it just yeah personally i well i yeah i appreciated that we got a very like emotionally emotionally healthy relationship with their parents
0: and maybe it didn't have to be in that scene. Like, this movie is a tight 95 minutes. True. We we could have, like I said, the, the actors playing her parents are great. I think there could have been room to have a conversation about sex between her and her parents that was maybe not related directly to that sequence. Sure. But was just kind of like, oh, she gets her, like, she gets her open attitude about sex from her parents. Like, Just kind of something that shows that, like, this is an okay thing to talk about. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world, and it also doesn't have to be, like, a secret thing that no one talks about.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess, too, part of it, too, is, like, when... I see it as, like, a whole family meeting, I guess. I Sorry, I'm trying to pinpoint what about it makes me feel uncomfortable. And it's just, yeah, I feel like maybe a one-on-one conversation with, like, just her mom or just her dad. I feel yeah. like when, when there's those conversations where it's like, we're having a team family meeting about your sex life. I think that's where I get uncomfortable, where I'm just like, oh, God.
0: I, I know what I wanted. And this will, this will segue into something we both want to talk about very badly. Oh, okay. I wanted her mother to talk to her
1: about Ronnie. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I was because single- somebody,
0: somebody needed to talk to Aubrey about Ronnie. Oh my God. Somebody
1: did. Desperately. Oh my God.
0: Yes. Ronnie and- is the college guy dating a high schooler because she understands him like no one else in his life ever has. Oh, and God. tonight is the night that they're going to have sex in his van. And everywhere they came out of Ronnie's mouth. I was like, how are
1: <laughs> like <laughs> i dated you in college but also please go away forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah my the part where i almost threw up in my mouth was that uh he pushed back against seeing a film in english in the oh my god the the film he like made his displeasure known that they were not gonna see the obscure film with subtitles and I was like, uh, oh, God, did you go to Macalester College circa 2007? Like, dear Lord. I think that was what part of what made him so effective, though, because
0: yeah, we, we all went to college with a Ronnie. True. So it, it's like, I, I do think, I think that there are some places in this movie that trade too hard on archetypes and cliches, but also I think that that is, that is also occasionally a strength of it. Like, we all knew Arani. And that is part of what makes him so immediate. Like immediately like, oh, I know who you are, and I hate you, and I need you to stop being on my TV.
1: <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, no, I, I would have appreciated, yeah, like, a moment, and, like, knowing that, like, I am sure for the parent of a teenager, the best strategy is not going to be, like, you need to break up with him now, like, absolutely not, I forbid you from seeing him, but, like, even just a moment of, like, hmm, that's interesting, he treated you that way, like, how does that make you feel? hmm You know, like, oh, yeah, that was rough.
0: How did we feel about Dave?
1: Well, so it's interesting because I, I feel like, and I probably for the first like 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, Oh God, are we going to have a like, not like other girls, heroine and a nice guy hero. Like I, I think the movie really tried to set up and knowing that this movie came out in 2012, I was like, Ooh, okay. So we're not, we are neither fully over the like slight, not like other girls, manic pixie dream girl thing uh, or the like quote unquote nice guy. And I think that the problem became that the movie spent so much time telling us that Dave was a good guy. And, and we had a few moments of like trying to show, you know, him being a caring individual, but the movie spent so much time telling us that like when we got to those moments later, with like his sister or him like having actually a very sweet conversation with his friends like and showing that emotional vulnerability it just we have been told so much and Mm -hmm. instead if we just had more of those moments that actually showed us it would have been a lot stronger
0: agree 100 percent also the first time we meet his friends they are so loathsome or at least daldry is so awful that for the rest of the movie, I was just like, I don't want to see you. I don't want you on my screen. You're disgusting. Um, I did really love the scene where he and Ronnie almost have a fight. And his, his um, the large black friend, whose name is...
1: They call him like Big C for Big Corporation? Big
0: Corporation, which I don't understand oh if that's a reference or what, but I, I don't know. Yeah, um, But at one point... Enough. Yeah, so Ronnie and Dave get into a fight at a house party after the movie and Big C like holds Ronnie against the wall and is like, you don't want to do this. <laughs> um, And that part I enjoyed uh, while Daldry is trying to like fling himself at Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first scene that we see them in, they're... Daldry is so horrible that I had a very hard time getting back on track with him as a sympathetic character.
1: And it's so tough because it's just that first scene at the diner. And from there on out, he behaves like a perfectly normal human being.
0: But also, Um, he doesn't get that much screen time. So like, they have that big scene at the diner and the big scene later at the party. And other than that... Like, that's kind of all we have to go on.
1: Well, we do have that second big scene at the diner. Um, oh, at the end? Yeah, at the end. But I think, yeah, because, yeah, it's like, yeah, that first scene in the diner, you're like, oh, God, this is some Revenge of the Nerds type shit here. Exactly. And, but then, like, when they're in the movie theater, he's like, oh, hi. Oh, we're going to a party later. Great. Okay. Sounds fun. Do you guys want to come? You know, and it, it was a little whiplashy. It was like, wait a minute. What? Like, I thought you were, like, desperate to get into these parties. I thought you were going to have to, like, beg, like.
0: Yeah, it felt, what I think it was, was that this movie is trying to have him and Big C be multiple kinds of, like, best friend, sidekick archetypes from these kind of movies. And so, not everything that he does
1: actually gels together. Exactly. It's yeah, it's like his character completely changes like after that first scene. Because whatever he does has to
0: fit whatever joke the mo- whatever joke or sequence the movie is trying to set up.
1: Right. And because it only has the two friends, it can't have like the full friend um like circle. Um yeah. also and i would like to
0: i would like to just state for the record that my um i think this movie trades a lot in clichés and tropes from this genre yeah and it ends up feeling a bit like somebody is mixing and matching like somebody had a hat that they were mixing and matching tropes from and i've said that about quite a few movies that we have talked about on this show and I think the difference for me between something that uses identifiable tropes and something that feels like a mishmash of tropes is that is effectiveness of them and also how well they piece together. So like, I don't feel that the two friends in this were as well utilized as they could have because i think they were mostly serving to fill in some typical story tropes that we would see in a movie of this ilk
1: well and i think part of the problem i i think you're getting at too what the what the real like i think because i think we also feel that and because it's characters are these kind of paint by numbers uh, tropes that are painted the wrong color. The The movie like hangs together in this really odd, with this really odd tone. Um, mm-hmm. And it on one hand ostensibly it's a comedy and there are things in there that we're supposed to laugh at. On the other hand, it takes its dialogue about sex and um you know, the place of sex and teen lives pretty seriously. So there's, like, it, it's juggling this odd tone here where, you know, there are moments that it is trying to be a little more, um, like, comedic and light and then there are moments that are trying to, like, feel heavier
0: mm-hmm. and
1: because... And I mean, I am being on record as I personally, dramedies are just not my thing. Um, So I personally just find that jarring on instinct. But even like stepping back and thinking like, well, okay, Martin, is this all like you just don't personally enjoy that tone in a movie or does this not actually work? I, I think it gets in the way because like the best comedies that have poignant moments or the best dramas that have comedic moments ground those in authentic characters Yes. Um, and so I think that because it doesn't do that it can't pull off trying to reach for both of these goals
0: I agree I think that this movie is much stronger when it's leaning into the kind of sex positive teen drama yes and much weaker when it is trying to play into like teen sex comedy
1: Yes, I was much more absorbed in the moments that it chose to be serious than the moments it was trying to be comedic, which is completely an antithetical to how I normally, like, gravitate towards, like, I skip through the sad scenes in movies. Like, I literally put on Sweet Home Alabama last night, and you better believe I skipped through all the crap with Patrick Dempsey. Because <laughs> I was like, no, no, I want to get to, the, like the the high you know Reese Witherspoon hijinks, um, and that's not even that serious of a movie. And oh boy, Martha, we need to have a conversation about how that movie doesn't age well. Anyway. I've never seen it. Yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> actual Confederate like re- reenactment scenes. Oh like. dear. Oh boy. Anyway, that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, no, I sorry. That is just to illustrate how like how much better the drama is that it's actually making me gravitate towards it rather mm-hmm. than the comedy scenes.
0: Yeah, I I think that, like, thinking about the movies that we have watched in the past that kind of fit this, like, manic pixie, dream girl, nice guy mold, I think that the Map of Tiny Perfect Things did it a lot better with that yes. tone balance. Um... Cause that one has some very weighty moments and also moments of levity, but it never tries to veer into straight up comedy. It, sh- it just lets its characters be funny sometimes because I don't think that a movie has to be straight up and down, like too serious. I-, I really think that all movies that there, there's room for levity in all movies. It is just kind of a question of how you balance your tones.
1: Right. And
0: how you deploy those. Um, you know, frequently the the dramas that I tend to avoid are the ones that take themselves so seriously that there's no room for any kind of humor. Right. And I think that this one just needed to accept that it could be funny without being full-on, like, shenanigans comedy.
1: Yeah. Like, if they had just dropped this stuff, like him crawling, you know, jumping off her roof, or, um what are some of the other more broad moments um by the way i want to talk about that scene for
0: six hours yeah
1: what on earth
0: um yeah let me bring a boy home from a party that i've known for two hours and let him sleep in my bed with me that whole like I did not understand what was going on with that whole scene. Like yeah. Yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of get on board with my parents aren't home. I'm having a good conversation with this guy. We're going to hang out for a while, but then making like moving from that to, I'm just going to go to sleep with you in my bed here in my clothing. Like what is happening?
1: Yeah. And that her, her, Cause what? How did she phrase it? Yeah, it was such like an abrupt shift in that scene of like, oh, okay, they're bonding. Got it, got it. Um, and then to be like, okay, and I'm gonna go sleep now. And it was yeah, like, I was like, what's me? happening? If you're that drunk, I need more signifiers
0: that that is what ha- is happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. And honestly, that would have made more sense if she'd been like, whoa, I had too much of that wine. Oh, yeah, but I'm just okay. gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm just yeah. gonna go to sleep. For a bit but that is not how it was set up not at all yeah <sighs> honestly it would make more sense for it to be set up that way and then he could also be like okay well i'm gonna make sure you sleep on your side i guess like
0: yeah i mm, did not get that and that whole time i was just like i know that dave is our good guy so like I'm not supposed to feel that she is in danger, but girl!
1: I know, exactly. Yeah, again, like, her being drunk would actually give him a reason to be like, oh, I'm monitoring you, okay. You know, and we did not get that at all. It was just like, oh. You're asleep now, I guess. Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. That was very odd. Um...
0: Would have loved to have more scenes with Dave and his sister.
1: Yes.
0: I thought that was very cute. But yeah, that was another, and you've already touched on this, but like that was a very much like we are going to expository to you or exposition to you all of Dave's like horrible family situation rather than just like showing us his like, Like, I feel like that's the kind of thing that you could have solved in a two-minute scene of him getting ready for school in the morning and, like, having to get Stella ready for school and his mom either not being there or being, like, asleep or whatever her deal was. But, like, we just get flat told, like, oh, he's a great brother and his little sister is five and her dad is gone and let's just tell you all of this. I'm like, this is a visual medium. (laughs) many of this many much of this you could have shown us and it would have been more emotionally resonant
1: and honestly they they should have just shown okay this is what they should have done after he leaves Aubrey's that morning that where they where they fall asleep we should have seen me like "Oh, oh i've got to get stella up oh god and like running back home and being like stella did you get your breakfast did you make the bus like, okay, mom's already left for work. Like, ah, you know, like. Like, that would have made so much more sense and would have, like, shown us all of those things that, like, the movie insists upon telling us. Yes.
0: Agreed. So, I am always here for Victoria Justice. I think she is lovely.
1: She gets 12 seconds of screen yeah. time in this movie. Yeah, I think they could have. And I what I did appreciate with what little they did with her. I did appreciate that they kind of took her. And, and maybe it's just because she like is so charming. But like, yeah, they they took that moment for her to have like. A lovely little conversation with Aubrey, and you know, presumably they're trying to like flip the trope of like two girls being catty about being interested in a boy or something. You know, like I did enjoy that it was like, oh yeah, we're, we're, you know, two gals having this nice little conversation, getting to know each other. Um, I, appreciate- yeah.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that there was not really a moment where Jane was like, oh, I am in love with Dave. Like, we exactly. didn't even have to deal with that. Um, yeah, I, I also
1: appreciated that. Um, yeah,
0: it, it was just he has he has feelings that need to be resolved and she doesn't think of him that way and that's his deal. But she is never called on to, like, defend why she does or doesn't feel one way about Dave.
1: Yeah, she just gets to kind of be as is, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. And I think, yeah, I honestly we could have, I think, even used like more of that scene, or more of at least showing that like she has an inner life beyond just like I would have appreciated if that scene with her and Aubrey had moved past just talking about boys. Yes, I agree. You know, like, oh, what, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a cute top. Where did you get it? Or, you know, even like, what did you think of that movie we saw earlier? Huh? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Any final thoughts on the first time? Oh, I have one. Yeah. (laughs) I was really glad they didn't show us the sex scene.
1: I did not need to see it. Did not need to see it. Thank God. I know. I appreciated that it was just a hard cut to black. Yes. That was the right choice. And I'm also glad,
0: and I know that this was the
1: the point of the movie, but I'm
0: glad they let it be bad. I feel like there are so many teen teen movies where two kids have sex for the first time and it's like incredible. And I know part of that is because when you're a teen and you're super, super horny, kind of all sex is like, mm-hmm. feels good on some level, but also it's bad because you're teens. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I don't know, maybe I'm just telling our listeners like way too much about me, but I was glad that that was something that they had to like. Talk about. Like, hey, this wasn't what we expected it to be. And they have to get over that and they have to say that it's okay. And then um, Aubrey gets that line in at the end where she's like, and we should practice that sex thing. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciated that it was all about because I feel like this is such a. An- Authentic teen to or th- uh sorry authentic thing to teens of just they felt so uncomfortable bringing it up that they were just like never gonna talk about that again and yeah I appreciated that like the little end bit was like no like let's part of maturing is is learning how to communicate about the these things and I I did appreciate that that was part of the message. Absolutely.
0: now any final any final thoughts about the first time
1: Ooh, because my final thought is where did Britt robertson go i feel like she was everywhere for a little bit and i have not seen her lately
0: uh, i was just looking at that let me pull up her imdb because yeah like i said she was in the space between but that was kind of around the same time As this, I think.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Oh, she was in that KJ app of, uh, I still believe inspirational movie. Oh,
0: boy. Oh, gross. She's on an episode of Little Fires Everywhere. Okay. Oh, she's in Big Sky, which is a show that I don't watch, but am kind of interested in it. Okay. Well, good. I hope she... Oh. And she had a movie out in 2021 called okay. A Mouthful of Air.
1: All right. Well, good. I'm glad that she has things to do. Yeah. Uh. So, what
0: would you... Oh, I guess The Space Between Us was five years after this, not around this time <laughs> uh, 2017 <laughs> uh what would you recommend that people
1: watch or experience uh, after this okay so I'm sorry I know I have already recommended this one but it just was too it just went through this material so much better that I could not. Waste the opportunity to tell people to just go watch Blockers instead of this movie, the 2018 I, movie by Kay Cant. And just go watch that one instead. <laughs> you have recommended that multiple times on this show. I'm sorry, I tried, Martha. I did a lot of Googling to see if there was something else I could recommend, but it's right there.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna give us a new recommendation. Great. So this is not this is not quite the same thing, but it it gave me very strong vibes through the whole movie. So I am gonna recommend the nineteen ninety-eight Jennifer Love Hewitt vehicle Can't Hardly Wait. oh Which is a one night teen comedy about a group of recently graduated seniors. Um who it's, it's a one night movie. So the whole thing happens over the course of one party. Uh, it is a movie that I think has no business being as good as it is. (laughs) Um, but it is very much kind of the same deal as, uh, this movie in that it's about like the internal lives of all of these teens as they're trying to like reconcile, uh, who they are with who they want to be and what they want to accomplish before they go off to college um yeah it is from the heyday of teen cinema that late 90s (laughs) uh and yeah features jennifer love hewitt and also seth green in an early role oh
1: interesting i forgot about that uh so you want to tell us what we're watching next time yeah so next time we are watching the brand spanking new just out last week Uh, Netflix original, Love Hard, starring Nina Dobrev and Jimmy Yang. um, Which is, I think, will be our first Christmassy
0: movie for the year. So, yay! Yes, we're starting a little early, but on the other hand, in two weeks, it'll be after Thanksgiving. Or, right before Thanksgiving? Yeah, two weeks from now, it will be depending on when this episode comes out, either right before or right after Thanksgiving. So we will be in the official Christmas season.
1: (laughs) I have to admit, one of the things that has happened to me during the pandemic is I have loosened my like official Christmas season. I don't know. I guess I'm in a like, Hey, if it brings you joy, um, not that it isn't disconcerting to see people, starting to listen to christmas music now but i will admit that has one that has been one thing the pandemic has made me rethink
0: so my husband and i are just beginning the process of shopping for houses Woo! which is relevant to this conversation because as soon as we are moved in it won't be this holiday season it will be next holiday season he and i he and i are constantly in a battle f- over when i am allowed to let my festivity
1: overflow into
0: like the house and my Christmas season starts the day after Thanksgiving. His doesn't start until December 3rd. We are constantly in a negotiation. He calls it three weeks of concentrated merriment. I can see where (laughs) he's coming from. I just think that I shouldn't be, I shouldn't need to shorten my enjoyment of the holiday season. Anyway, as soon as we (laughs) live in a house, I am going to ascend to my final form of a basic white lady who changes her decor seasonally. And it is going to be a process of like slowly introducing Christmas elements into the into the house decor as soon as Thanksgiving is over. Like a nutcracker here, a patterned pillow there. Just sort of Slowly
1: sprinkling <laughs> the interior decor
0: in until uh until December.
1: Well, and I feel like with a bigger space.
0: Oh, Marin, I am going full-on woman who changes out her throw pillows. Oh yes. Like Do it. Do I, it, girl. I look at all of the seat like crate and barrel. William Sonoma like everyone is starting to pull out all of their seasonal stuff and I'm like yes I want a snowflake patterned uh doormat like I want (laughs) to put up (laughs) I want to decorate a mantelpiece (laughs) based on what season (laughs) it is so yeah full Christmas madness is what is going to happen. And the only mediating factor is going to be what will bill let me get away with. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I'm very much looking forward to this movie. I am considering, uh, listeners of did you do your homework? Our sister show will know that I watched a scary movie every day in October. I'm considering watching a holiday movie every day in December. We will see if I have the same kind of stamina for that. Um, If you enjoy the show and would like to engage with us more, do listen to that show, Did You Do Your Homework? It releases on opposing weeks from this one, uh, and I host it with Marin's husband, Pete. uh, And we pick a topic in pop culture that is vaguely academic, and then we yell at each other about it for an hour to an hour and a half. Um, you can follow me or you can follow the shows on social media at DYDYH podcast. We share uh, social media feeds just like we share an update feed because I'm too lazy to run two separate uh, social media channels. You can follow me individually on at all the places
1: at Magical Martha. And Marn, where can people find you? Folks can find me on Twitter at a underscore star underscore dance, where I pretty much just tweet about romance novels these days. So if that interests you, feel free to give me a follow. And sometimes you post photos of your pug. And sometimes I post photos of the pug. Who is a a very good boy. He has lots of bones.
0: He is a very good boy. He is a puppy. Unlike Noodle, he still has all of his bones and he wakes up with them every day. He sure does. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Marin, this was a delight as always. We will see everybody in just a few short weeks. And I hope everybody out there has a delightful Thanksgiving holiday. If you celebrate with your family, have a wonderful time. If you don't, you're in my thoughts. And I hope that you uh, have, I hope you have, an alternate way to make the day off work satisfying
1: and full of delicious food
0: and full of delicious food in whatever way that looks like to you. Um, Maren, I will talk to you in a couple of weeks, if not sooner. (laughs) I'm having trouble ending this, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you in a few weeks and until then, just remember that we love you.
1: I really started to lose the thread there at the end. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. That is okay. It it is one of those weeks, my friend. (laughs) Oh, my God.